What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another SmackDown Roundup with yours truly, Ryan Satin. Before we get to the show, though, just a couple quick things. I wanted to first off say thank you to all of you who followed along with my Twitch stream for the last, I don't know, 15 hours that I did this week. Uh, I just, you know, I wanted to figure out how to stream properly on there, and I I, I just wanted to thank those of you who came in and said nice things about the podcast because I was just on there to stream for fun on Twitch, but so many of you came in and said such positive things about this show, about the, the interview show, you know, just lots of positivity, and I wanted to thank all of you who helped me with my dive first, head first, di- me diving head first into Twitch. Uh, it was definitely a super fun experience learning how, how all of that works and I plan to do a bunch more. For those of you who maybe did not see them, it's uh, Ryan Satin streams on there. I'm watching old wrestling from the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Lots of fun stuff. Go check me out on there. Also, for those of you who are just listening for my thoughts on pro wrestling, stick around for the end of this podcast. I'm going to be doing some Money in the Bank predictions and giving you my thoughts on what I think is going to happen at the pay-per-view, excuse me, premium live event. That's hard for my old wrestling brain to change you got to drill that in there premium live event money in the bank predictions end of the podcast before we get to that though let's get to smackdown started off with a promo battle between all the money in the bank participants on top of ladders well except for amas amas was not on top of a ladder he was just standing beside one of the ladders and of course as you'd expect in the go home for a premium live event see i'm getting better i'm catching myself as you'd expect in the go home episode there was just a bunch of interruptions after that and we had all these superstars coming out who say they should have been in money in the bank in that final spot and all of these people get put into a good old-fashioned battle royal their words not mine but i did kind of like the tag there my confusion over this was <laughs> you got all these guys coming out saying that they should have been in money in the bank but there are no stakes whatsoever for this battle royal I thought maybe I had missed something and then I was confused because there was people from there were people who had already qualified for money in the bank in the match alongside the guys who were just complaining about not being in the money in the bank match or qualifying for the money in the bank match and it was kind of confusing because I, I was just wondering what the point of all of these people being put into a battle royal was I didn't know if it was like to prove that these guys should have been in the match and if the point was to prove that one of these guys should have qualified for the match you'd think that winning the match would have given you a good case to be put in the match but we're going to get to that so first uh i want to point out some of the stuff that i liked in this match uh i actually liked seth eliminating himself to avoid amas uh i thought that it was fitting for his character to just duck out of the ring being like nope i'm not stupid no need for me to do this uh, similarly, for the reason that I just said, there's literally no reason to want to win this match, especially when there's a Money in the Bank match tomorrow. <laughs> so uh, you'd think that if you already had a spot in the match, you'd have no interest in trying to win this match with no stakes on the line. Just my thoughts. So I'm glad Seth kind of echoed that by eliminating himself. Then he gets hit with an RKO from Riddle on the outside of the ring. But Amos pulls Riddle back in because he's so tall. He pulls him back in from the ring. Uh, but Riddle catches him in a triangle choke, and the other superstars all worked together to toss Amos 
out of the ring. I thought it looked cool. I thought it made Riddle look cool by having the balls to hit a triangle choke on someone that size. Um, all of it was a, a nice little spot in the match. But Corbin eventually wins the match via sneakiness, <laughs> eliminating Drew McIntyre and Sheamus while they were trying to eliminate each other then. After, in a backstage interview, he refuses to address McAfee's challenge last week, but still does not get that final spot in the Money in the Bank match for some reason, even though he won a match including a bunch of people who had qualified ahead of him. We're going to get to that pause on that storyline because that was one of the running threads throughout the night. Natty had a promo after that, and she had a line. You know, I got to say, you got to give these two credit. Rhonda and Natty have done a fantastic job of putting their friendship aside and coming at each other with the meanest insults to get this program uh, attention. And this this comment from Natty on SmackDown this week was no different. Uh, she said, uh, uh, she talked about how she's seen the movies that Rhonda's made, and I kind of understand now why Hollywood's not knocking down her door anymore. <laughs> that was a... One of those promos that cuts deep. I was like, oh, oh, that was that was that was brutal. But then I go, okay, well now I want to see them fight each other. So, good job, Natalia. Uh, she says she's gonna make Ronda tap out at Money in the Bank, the first time that Ronda has tapped out in WWE. And Natty says she's gonna become a two-time SmackDown Women's Champion. I'll get to my prediction on that match in a little bit. Uh, so then we had, and I'm trying to see something real fast. I'm using a new program here. Ah, that's where my timer is. Hold on. I gotta, I'm trying out new things here, people. And I couldn't figure out where my new timer was. Now I know. Now I know where my new timer is. Ah, the joys of recording a podcast at home. (laughs) Uh, after that we had new day versus the Viking Raiders. Excuse me. The new vicious Viking Raiders carrying shields as they come out to the ring. But we do not get New Day versus Viking Raiders. The match does not begin because the Raiders assault New Day with their shields like battering rams. Uh, Look like a scene out of, you know, (laughs) some kind of medieval movie or TV show. Uh, My fiance, she's uh, binge watching Vikings as we speak right now. She recently got sucked into watching that, and now she's been binge-watching the entire season. So every time I'm downstairs in my house, I see Vikings on the TV. And this was, this did look like the guys I see on that show. So it does seem authentic to some degree. And I got to say, like, okay, I know that people probably watching this rolled their eyes, like, you know, because first it was just like, oh, the new vicious Viking Raiders. But then it was said, like, Seth Rollins, where it's almost like that's their name now, Seth freaking Rollins, the new vicious Viking Raiders. Um, and I know that that's, I'm guaranteeing that some people rolled their eyes at it because they, it was driven home so hard on commentary and from the announcers. But they do come across as more vicious. And I do think that, like, as silly as saying it in the announcement may be, uh, I do think that perception oftentimes is reality. So this will help with what they're trying to achieve, and that is ultimately in making the Viking Raiders 
more of a serious team. And I think that at the end of the day, that is a good thing. I mean, they did a fantastic job of making them look vicious. You know, they came out, beat the crap out of New Day. They act like they're going to leave, but instead hit Kofi with a double powerbomb. They're, they're, they're using their shields as weapons. Uh, they're, they're, they're just so cutthroat in this in this attack. And I was like, you know, at first I, the, the, the smark in me, 100% rolled their eyes. I was like, do they have to keep driving this home? But then when by the time this segment was over, I thought to myself, the creative brain took over from the smart brain and said to me, you know what? This is actually, I think, going to be effective in the end. So why don't you shut up, Ryan, smart brain? <laughs> and so ultimately my creative brain won, and I do think that, uh, I do think that this will be good for them in the end. Um, and I, I also think that they're going to have a good feud with New Day. I think that New Day have done such a good job of making certain performers look vicious, uh, you know, starting them off in a good way. I think the, a recent example of that would be Omos when he was with AJ Styles and he had that match at WrestleMania for the first time and just looked just like an absolute monster against them. So if anyone can make Viking Raiders look like vicious 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 viking raiders i think it is new day i think new day are perfect for this and they'll lose nothing by losing to them uh in the end of this feud and and helping viking raiders get back on their feet as a dominant tag team okay so back to the running thread of the night adam pierce books a four-way main event for the final spot at money in the bank uh the match is going to be between the miz madcap moss Zeke, our boy Zeke, and Happy Corbin. Once again, going back to my point of like, well, why did Corbin win the match at the beginning? Why didn't he get anything for winning that match? That didn't make any sense. Um, I guess the the argument could be made that he got put in this four-way for winning that, but all these other guys were in the four-way, and they didn't get – they didn't – there, there was no difference between the two. Corbin got exactly what the losers got. So I just wondered what the point of the good old-fashioned Battle Royal was if – there was just going to be a main event for that final spot anyway just my personal opinion that's just what i was thinking while watching it uh after that we had oscar Liv morgan alexa bliss versus lacey evans shotzi and raquel we had becky lynch on commentary hyping herself up the whole time Liv gets the pin on shotzi for their team Liv Morgan and Becky are still heavily being hinted at being possibly the Money in the Bank winners for the women's match on Sunday. We'll talk about that when I get to my predictions. I'm standing firm on what I've been saying, so if you listen to these podcasts or you read my articles, you probably already know what I'm leaning towards, but I'm still going to give you my thoughts on it when I get to the predictions because that's where I slotted it for in my rundown so you're gonna have to wait for it (laughs) until then i'm sorry sorry i'm not trying to be hostile to the listener today i'm just it's hot in la i've had a long week i streamed on twitch for 15 hours (laughs) in a row i'm ready to get to the stranger things finale (sighs) what's gonna happen were they all gonna see each other again (sighs) i gotta know we'll find out soon (laughs) i'll find out soon i don't know when you're watching but uh sorry where was i back to the show uh, we had the Usos and the Street Profits in uh, having an Ask Me Anything. I, I basically wrote down there an AMA between the Usos 
and the street profits. Uh, the Usos respond to one of the questions saying it's a joke to ask if they're fearful. They aren't fearful of how Roman's going to react if they lose because the bloodline runs both shows. Uh, the street profits are asked if they've lost their killer instinct. And Kayla says something that kind of ties back to something that I brought up on the podcast, this podcast, the Roundup podcast, last week. I talked about if the Street Profits lose to the Usos at Money in the Bank, could this be the end of the Street Profits? It would almost feel like there's nowhere else for them to go. You know, Kayla pointed out as well in the show that it's been a year and a half since they've had the tag team titles. Um, they have not been having the same success together as they once did. And it would feel like if they once again get another chance for the titles and lose, their time as a team could be wrapping up. It would almost appear that way. So I thought it was interesting that in this AMA where Kayla was asking kind of some tough questions, she mentioned that there have been rumors that these two are no longer getting along anymore, which is the first time that's been said on WWE TV or hinted about in any medium that I've seen. So I found that to be pretty interesting. Uh, the Street Profits question if Kayla's getting that from the dirt sheets, uh, and they say the Usos' bloodline didn't prepare them for a hungry Street Profits. Uh, the Usos get angry and say they want the smoke. Street Profits say they're the ones. The segment comes to a close. Uh, this feud has been very well built. Uh, I cannot wait to see who's going to win this match on Saturday. One, because they're two great teams. Uh, they've really been back and forth in this. And for me, when I'm going into a match, I don't want to. I, I don't want the winner to be so obvious. You know, I don't want to feel like I absolutely know. It's one of the fun things for me is almost when I think I do know, and I'm convinced that someone's going to win almost like I'm feeling about the men's money in the bank match this year. And then I get some sort of surprise thing that happens that I wasn't expecting. Or, you know, I actually can believe into the near falls because I genuinely don't know what's going to happen. And so um, this is one of those matches. They've gone back and forth so much. There's a case that can be made for either team. And I just want to see what happens in Vegas when they go up against each other for the tag team titles. Um, I'm kind of rooting, well... I got predictions at the end. Before I even get to that, let's actually get to something a little more important. Let's get to the commercials, and then I'll be back with the rest of my thoughts on SmackDown and some of my predictions. All right. Now, this was the most newsworthy part of the show. Max Dupree says the Maximum Male Models will finally debut next. He tells Pierce the time has come. It's going to happen. And after the break, he introduces his models. First is Mace, former member of Retribution, Mace. But now he's Masse. <laughs> Masse. And he's no longer got any makeup or, uh, you, know, you know, Road Warriors-esque clo- you know, attire on. This man is got his fashion going. This man is a fashionable person. Uh, almost harkens back to when he was an announcer and he had that brief stint on the Raw announce team where he looked like a like a man who uh, shops at fancy stores. I was going to name one, but I'm not a man who, f- who shops at fancy stores. 
so I did not have a reference in the tank. I apologize. I'm more of a mall guy myself. I go to the mall and I'm at the the board shop. <laughs> but you know, I gotta say I loved this. Uh, he poses for photographers like Eminem. He's you know he's looking fly. He's looking fashionable. Um, in my opinion, he's a good-looking dude, and this is much better way to position him on TV. I think this much more plays into his strengths. I mean, I follow him on social media, and he's he's very entertaining person. So to lean into the whole like Eminem thing and being a model, and now it's mm, instead of Eminem like back in the day, but to lean into the whole model thing, I really think will play to his strengths. His tag partner, uh, like I had kind of talked about in the past because I on the show because I, I had um, seen them in a dark match uh, on social media. The other member of Maximum Male Models mm, is Mansoor. Uh, it's now Mansoor. I, I think I'm pronouncing it wrong. Mansoor. I think it's Mansoor, I think is what it is. Uh, he's got a designer satchel on. And just like, um, you know, Masse, that's going to be fun to say. Just like Mace, Masse, um, I, I think this is going to be good for them. You know, neither guy was really doing much with their previous persona. You know, we didn't really see, we didn't really see, you know, Mansoor had his moments, uh, you know, at the shows in Saudi Arabia. Obviously we all know he's invincible in Saudi Arabia. He's like the undertaker out there, but M- Masse. Mace, uh, you know, uh, he really has a ton of potential and just was kind of, you know, wasting away once they stopped doing anything with Retribution. T-Bar was on main event, at least, and I think Mace was there sometimes, too. I have a friend named Mark who watches main event every week, so I'd have to double-check that with him. Uh, He's he's the number one main event fan, though. He, He loves main event. He, uh, but I, I, I know T-Bar's on there because it's partly why he watches. He wants to see T-Bar because he's a huge T-Bar fan. And I do think T-Bar has a ton of potential as well, but not as a male model. I don't think male modeling is, is, uh, is going to be the thing that gets him there. So I'm kind of glad that he didn't get included in this whole thing. But Mace, you know, I think he's got a great look. He's a tall dude. I think if the right thing were to come along and he own it enough, I do think that there would be a success for him on the main roster. So I'm looking forward to this. I think that so far it seems funny. You know, I think that Mansoor has really not gotten to play into any character stuff. He's very much been the same guy since the day we saw him. So I'm I'm wondering what this is going to even look like. You know, Max Dupree, we've seen his whole vibe the past few weeks. Um, But, yeah, I actually think there's potential here. I know I had mentioned that I wanted Pretty Deadly to be the team, and I wouldn't be against them eventually joining up with Maximum Male Models as well. But I I don't know. I just There's something about this that, that seemed to work for me right away. I think that... It was the proper bit of cheese and pro wrestling that I like. So, thumbs up from me for now. For now. Lastly, on the show, we had Ezekiel versus Madcap Moss versus Happy Corbin versus The Miz. Money in the Bank qualifier for real now. And so, uh, Happy Corbin hits end of days 
on Ezekiel, but Madcap tossed him out of the ring, stole the pin to qualify for the match. Still confused as to why you have Corbin win a meaningless battle royal at the top of the show over all the other Money in the Bank participants, only to not get the final spot and then lose in the match where it was all on the line. Why have that happen? I just it doesn't make sense to me. Um, I realize he's the heel, and but you're not supposed to give the heel a reason to have the audience be like, well, he makes a good point. Like, he did kind of deserve that spot. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was just kind of confused at the reasoning behind that. Like, if you had just had this, that Battle Royal happen as the main event, include all of these guys in it, I, even then, I just don't know what the point... I, yeah, I mean, I guess you don't need a battle royal with all the people that that have already qualified with people who haven't qualified, and if one of them... I, I, it was it was convoluted way to get there. I just don't understand. I mean, I guess it was just a way to fill time, I guess, but especially since Kevin Owens <clears throat> couldn't do that final match with Ezekiel for the final spot. But yeah, I just... I just didn't understand uh, logically why that would happen at all. The, the 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 way Madcap got into the match didn't make me like more of a fan of Madcap or and and more angry at Corbin. It it, it made me feel like Corbin kind of got cheated, and I don't think Corbin's going to be the good guy in his upcoming program with Pat McAfee. So we're not trying to build sympathy. For Baron Corbin, Happy Corbin, excuse me. We're not trying to build sympathy for Happy Corbin again. Let's get to these Money in the Bank predictions because that was the end of SmackDown. And Saturday, you're going to listen. This comes out Friday night, but you got all Saturday to listen to this. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about first the Raw women's title match Bianca Belair versus Carmella. I just don't see. I just don't see Carmella winning here. I just don't see Bianca Belair losing the title in a program you know that just started. I think that she's got to keep the title until Rhea Ripley is cleared for action. That was clearly the direction before she was, you know, unable to wrestle. And I just don't see them steering away from that when that will be a main program on the show to help Judgment Day uh, stick at the forefront of TV. I think. Women's Money in the Bank match. Lacey Evans versus Alexa Bliss versus Liv Morgan versus Raquel Rodriguez versus Asuka versus Shotzi versus Becky Lynch. Lacey Evans. The case could easily be made for Lacey Evans to win this match. Needs something to get her back to the top after recently returning, uh, after being gone for a year. Alexa Bliss. Also, you know, after returning from her dark character and then returning from surgery after that, um, has been trying to figure out what this new version of her character looks like. And I think that digging into the past and getting money in the bank again could be the thing that helps get her there. That could be the thing that she needs to get her career back to where she wants it to be. Liv Morgan... She's been needing the thing that will help her grab the brass ring, finally, for a long time. She's had uh, stumbles along the way, stop and start pushes, but all the whole the whole time, 
But the whole time, fans have stuck by her. Fans want to see Liv Morgan reach the top of WWE. So the, the case could easily be made for her as well. Raquel Rodriguez, new on the show, former NXT champion, dominant as hell, looks like a star, could easily see her being money in the bank. Asuka, former champion, former money in the bank holder, no, 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 no question it would be cool if she were money in the bank holder. Again, Shotzi, huge, huge fan, huge, huge fan of Shotzi. If you listen to the podcast, you already know that because you heard her interview in this podcast feed. If you didn't listen to it, you're dummy. Go back and listen to it. She rules. So go listen to it. Sorry, I don't mean to insult the listener again, uh, but I'm just saying Shotzi's cool. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, like I said, I've had a long week, so don't take it personally. I'm not. I don't even know who you are personally, so don't take it personally. Uh, lastly, Becky Lynch. Obviously, she's on the poster. Uh, she is one of the top female stars in all of WWE. Her whole story arc has been that she's been spiraling to the bottom. Money in the bank, obviously, could fix that. But I gotta say, I think, I think Money in the Bank is going to Alexa Bliss. Yep, I think the women's Money in the Bank goes to Alexa Bliss, and this time she gets to hold it for a little bit longer. That's what I'm going with. It's tough, though, because I just made really valid points for a lot of those other people. SmackDown women's title match, Ronda Rousey versus Natalia. Sorry, Natalia, but Ronda's retaining here. Yeah, Ronda's retaining. Ronda is retaining here. You say that a few times fast. Ronda's retaining. Ronda's retaining. Ronda's retaining. Oh, all right. I can maybe say it. <laughs> uh, undisputed tag team titles, the Usos versus the Street Profits. Like I said, this one's so hard to call. Uh, I want, I'm like beating myself up over here because I want the Street Profits to win. I want the Street Profits to win. But... I just, I hate to say this, but I think the Usos are going to win and the Street Profits are going to break up not long after. Oh, let's pretend I didn't say it. Pretend you didn't hear me say that. Let's just pretend I didn't put that on recording. Don't share that with anybody, please. I don't want anyone to know I think that because I don't want to put that out there. I feel like it's that gif where it's from, from Talladega Nights. Like, don't you put that evil on me, Bobby. You know, that's how I feel right now by saying it, but... That's where my gut keeps leading. And then Kayla said that thing on the show this week and just like, oh, my gut, oh, my heart, it would suck. Oh, I'd feel so bad. But I could see it. I could see it. Maybe there'll be like a draft or something and they'll get split up that way and they can still be friends. I'm holding out hope here. I'm thinking of possible positive options here. I've just watched way too much pro wrestling. (laughs) Uh, United States title match. Theory versus Bobby Lashley. I have a hard time believing that Theory loses the United States title yet. I just think that he's getting the the, the big pu- he's getting the big boy push right now, and even though he's up against a bigger boy, I think the big boy push is going to beat the bigger boy in the end. Was that confusing? <laughs> yeah, but I think Theory wins. Theory Theory retains. Lastly. The men's Money in the Bank match. Seth Rollins versus Riddle versus Amos versus Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre versus Sammy 
Zane. Seth Rollins, uh, if you've heard me on this show, if you've listened to all of these, you know that I think that Seth Rollins is likely going to, I've said that, that you know, I've outlined the scenario of South, Seth Rollins winning Money in the Bank, cashing in at SummerSlam on on uh, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns during the match, pinning Brock Lesnar, winning the Universal title. I also think it's possible that, excuse me, the undisputed Universal title. And then I could also see uh, a, a scenario where Paul Heyman complains to the board of directors and he says the Money in the Bank contract is for one title. This is the undisputed title, which is technically two titles. Roman carries two titles. Therefore, he does not win both titles. He has to choose one. Seth takes the WWE title back to Raw. Roman keeps his universal title reign intact, and we pretend that the whole the whole unification thing never happened. That's a scenario I could see happening. Riddle, obviously, storyline is there. Roman beat him. Riddle cannot challenge for the undisputed universal title again, but if he wins money in the bank, he could cash in on Roman Reigns and get his revenge, get the redemption that Randy Orton needs for what has been done to him. Amos, I think that it's early. However, he's very tall. It's really hard for him to be kept away from the from the briefcase because he barely needs to climb the ladder. I think that's why they kept him off of the ladder so that the few times he's on the ladder, it's impressive. But, uh, I mean, obviously it would be a huge, huge deal for his career. Sheamus has, man, Sheamus has been one of the most consistent in-ring performers in WWE over the past few years. Just banger after banger after banger after banger. I would love if he could get the Sheamus, if he could get, if Sheamus could get Money in the Bank another time and instead of cashing it in by surprise, get a title shot against Roman Reigns. I want to see that match because I think they're both on another level right now. Drew McIntyre, obviously, would make a lot of sense for him to get the money in the bank and then cash it in and say he wants his title shot in Cardiff at Clash of the Castles. Sami Zayn, it would just be an absolute riot watching him walk around with the money in the bank briefcase. But I'm sticking with my prediction I think Seth Rollins is taking home the men's Money in the Bank match and then doing exactly what I said at SummerSlam. I also think that because Cody was in the advertisements for Money in the Bank and because he said on Raw that he's going to be the first one there to congratulate him, that we'll see Cody Rhodes confront Seth Rollins to close the show. All right, well... That is all of SmackDown, and that is all of my predictions. I hope you guys enjoy the show tonight. I know that I am excited to watch the show tonight. Should be a good one. Uh, well, I say tonight. I'm still on. It's still Friday for me, so tomorrow night. But but when you're listening to this, it's probably Saturday. Let's be honest. So for you tonight. <laughs> uh, either way, if you are listening to the podcast and you've made it this far, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for your support. It means the world to me. If you only listen to the podcast, please leave a rating and review. Let other people know that you enjoy this. Uh, I try to read out the reviews that I see that are positive and give them a shout-out on the show when I can. Uh, And I'll do that for yours as well if I see a really positive one. So please, please leave a rating and review. I appreciate it. 
very much. And also, if you're just listening to the podcast, go check out the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. That's where you can find Add a Character, the interview show that I do with WWE superstars every week. That's where you can find the video version of Out of Character every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific time is when it premieres. And then throughout the week, you can find clips of the show on there as well. We're doing those YouTube shorts. So make sure that you go follow the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. We also got clips from Raw and SmackDown every week as well. And just follow WWE on Fox on social media, WWE on Fox, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. That's where you can find all the great stuff that we're doing at WWE on Fox. Also, you can follow me at Ryan Satin all across the board. And I'm Ryan Satin Streams on Twitch, like I said at the top, watching fun old wrestling on there from like the 50s. Lots of black and white stuff. And you'd be surprised at how much interesting content we find on there. Okay, I'm done. It's over. This is done. Go back to whatever you were doing. Go listen to one of the old out of character episodes. You probably haven't listened to all of them. You got time. Go go listen to it. But but I don't have time. I'm done here. I'm out. You have a great one. Later. <laughs>